Hey there, future fans! This week, we get wild, we go gaga for country, and we will brock you. This is the week of October 5th, 2018, and this is episode 107 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, I think I was a little on the nose with the opening this week, but you know what? I'm tired, and uh, that's what we get. And also, before anyone asks, I realize I was a little... Maybe the question of the week for last week was a little confusing, so I'm going to reword it this week, give everyone another chance to answer. So if we combine that with the fact that there weren't a lot of news stories out there and there's not a lot of movies coming out, this may be a pretty short episode, so we will see. But before we get into the show, let me tell you who I am and what it is I do, just in case you're new, and if you are new, welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. My name is Billiam. I am a blogger for the Somewhat Nerdy website and a podcaster for the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And this is my show, Future Flicks with Billiam. On this show, we do quite a few things. We always start off with any news that has caught my eye in the past week. Then we go into any new trailers. And then we get into the movies, which we break into two sections. The first section is limited releases, movies that aren't getting a wide release and also didn't do enough to catch my eye. But I mention them anyway, because maybe your tastes differ from mine. Maybe. While I do have impeccable taste, if I may say, maybe your tastes differ. So I go over every movie. And you know what? Sometimes I do miss some. Um, and, and it's not anything against that particular movie. Just that the sites I use for my notes, maybe they didn't mention. Or maybe it's a super small release. But anytime I miss anything, be it a news story, a trailer, or a movie, I invite you, my audience, my future fans, to write me and go, hey, what's up? And write, oh, write me. I said write me. That I mean, so technically tweeting is a form of writing, right? And so is email, but it just sounds so old-fashioned. Like, oh, we'll go down to the haberdashery and pick up some parchment, and then we will write a letter. Write a letter to Billiam and let him know that he missed a movie and that he is a scallywag. But I got off topic. Well, you know, which I do a lot. I, I try to stay on topic. and I think I do a pretty good job. But sometimes I do go off on tangents and then I will admit it, apologize and get back on track like I will now. I'm sorry about that. After the limited release section, we get into the wide releases and interesting indies. These are, of course, wide releases. And guess what? What the next part is. Are you ready? Interesting indies. That's right. These are limited release movies that I think are worth putting on your to be watched list or they're so terrible that I want to complain about them and swear profusely. And don't worry, this is a family friendly podcast, so any swearing is bleeped out. Well, after the movies, folks, we go into the question of the week. Every week, I pose a new question. This uh, question of the week has been going since, I think, episode 40, 42, somewhere around there. So for about 60 episodes now, we've uh, more than 60. Of course, I've missed some weeks. So yeah, maybe about 60 episodes we've been, we've been doing the question of the week. And this will keep on going 
until I can no longer think of some. Uh, you know, it, if I keep going much longer, then maybe I'll start going back and repeating questions that never got an answer. And you know what, my future fans, that's because there are there are quite a few of you, but we only ever get a couple answers. And you know what, I understand. I, I do get it. I forget to comment on the shows that I love and listen to all the time. I don't know how many times I've gotten a a message from from Dan or Critter from the Watch Your Mouth podcast, Critter also from Somewhat Nerdy, saying, "Hey, you haven't done the zombie game yet and we're recording the final episode of the semester tomorrow. What's up?" And I'm like, I go, "Oh shit. I'm I'm a horrible person and then I do it." But that was a tangent again. Wow, I am not setting a good example for any new people. Okay, well let, let's end this. And let me tell you how you can find me. Well, you're already doing a good job. You have found me somehow, but let me tell you that there are other ways. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as a Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. Also on somewhatnerdy.com, you can find all of our latest blogs and news, which I implore you to check out. I write about books and movies a lot, at least once a week. Sometimes I miss a week. Some weeks I do too. You don't know. I am crazy. I come out of nowhere. And how do you reach me? How do you answer the question of the week? Or how do you tell me I've missed something? That is a great question. You can email me, billiumreviews at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at billiumswn or Instagram at billiumswn. You can leave a comment on the Summit Nerdy website or Facebook page. But you know what? Never, never hesitate to say hi. Never hesitate to ask a question. Even if it has nothing to do with the question of the week, just go, hey, I have a random ass question for you. Or what do you think of this film? Or hey, you forgot to mention this. I don't care. Say hey. Just like an old Budweiser commercial, tell me what's up. Anyway, that is it for the opening housekeeping. Let us start with the first segment, which as always is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. And you know what, folks? There are only three stories that caught my eye. Maybe there's more. I am recording this a little early. I'm recording this on Sunday, September 30th. So if something happens between now and when this episode is released, please know that I'm not ignoring it. I just uh, was super ahead of things this week, which happens. It happens. I am able to do things not just on time, but early. Unless it's a college essay. I was the master at waiting until the very last minute and then turning in a paper because that was my thing i could write really good papers but i was a garbage test taker i could study for months for a test and still just blank blank on everything but you know what that has nothing to do with news let us get into the first story have you guys heard the story that bradley cooper is taking over as director for guardians 3 well that is misinformation I am sorry to say that he is not. He was asked to direct the film, but said that he could never direct something that he did not write. And I think that's a good sign. I think it's good that he was honest saying, look, I don't want to do this. I don't think I can do a good enough job. So he's aware of where his talents lie. And he's only directed one thing. One thing. Let me look at that really quick. So far, he's only directed one thing, and that is A Star Is Born. He did direct a short with Lady Gaga based on The Star Is Born. And he's directing a movie coming out. Where is that? Where are you next year, I think? Or maybe no set release date Release date yet. Yep, no set release date yet. But he is going to direct a movie 
that he also wrote about Leonard Bernstein. And you know what? The only reason I know Leonard Bernstein or Bernstein as a person is because of the R.E.M. song. It's the end of the world as we know it. Because of that part that goes, The other night I drifted, nice continental drift divide, mountains sit in a line, Leonard Bernstein. And if you're not familiar with R.E.M., uh, no, it, it doesn't make sense. That's right. Then they go on to list people's names. I don't know how to say this one. Leonid Brenzev. Then Lenny Bruce, Lester Bangs, Birthday Party, Cheesecake, Jelly Bean, Boom, Your Symbiotic, Patriotic, Slam, But Neck Right. Oh, wow. I can't even say that. I can't even read that. Your Symbiotic, Patriotic, Slam, But Neck Right Right. Of course, it sounds different when, when it's to the, to the beat, but God damn, what the hell is Michael Stipe thinking? But anyway, so far, Guardians 3 doesn't have a director because, of course, we're missing James Gunn. And there are people, a lot of people hoping that he will come back, though Disney really has a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to shit like that. And even though a lot of people are behind James Gunn, Disney's like, no, we, we draw a line and this is our line. And you know what? I understand it, though I would prefer if James Gunn came back because he is a great director. He's been doing wonderfully with the Guardians movies. I get it. And I understand that Disney has to set a precedent. They have to say no, just plain no. And even though a lot of people, in fact, most people support James Gunn, they still have to draw a line and say, I'm sorry, we we do not accept this at all. So when I find out who the director of Guardians 3 will be, and assuming you also haven't found out around the same time I have, then tune in and I will tell you. But as of now, no director. That story came from the playlist. We have some Kingsman rumors. The new rumors, which heralded from the Daily Mail, say that Ralph Fiennes has been tapped to play the lead in the Kingsman prequel, and rumor has it that the film will take place during World War One. There's no set release date yet for this prequel, which is still in very early production. But if you remember, Matthew Vaughn wants to expand on the universe, so he's he's working on Kingsman 3 next, which he wants to be the end to the story, end to the current story of Eggsy. Then he wants to do a prequel and also a spinoff as well as, I, I believe, I'm not sure if this was just rumored or if it's actually happening, but a Statesman movie. So we'll see where all that goes. All I know is that this is good news. More Kingsmen. Kingsman, the first two were great. People had problems with number two, and I do understand the problems, but it was still a fun movie. So I, I truly believe that as long as Matthew Vaughn stays in charge and he doesn't pull a Peter Jackson, we will have, at the very least, fun movies, if not actually really good movies. And finally in the news... Remember the Murder on the Orient Express remake directed and starring Kenneth Branagh as Poirot? Well, it's getting a sequel, and many of you may have already known that because I believe I talked about it on the show, but there's some new news to accompany that. Gal Gadot is the first big name. I'm sorry, sorry, Gal Gadot. Oh god, I still can't get used to that. I always thought it was Gal Gadot that the T was silent, but after reading that, um, okay, who who did the article? Uh, UK Business Insider interview with her, she talked about how to pronounce her name, because apparently everyone was thinking Gadot. No, it's Gadot. Ah, oh, that, that's going to take a while for me to get used to. Okay. But anyway, she's the first big name to be added to the cast, besides Kenneth Branagh, of course. This film will be based on Agatha Christie's book, Death on the Nile. No set release date yet, but those involved hope it will come out sometime next year. This story came to us from Slash Film. Well, folks, you know what time it is. It is time to step into everyone's favorite trove, the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Troll. 
You know who's hilarious? Jason Manzukis. You know who's getting his own road trip comedy? Jason Manzukis. If you don't know who he is, he played Ralphie in The League and Adrian Pimento in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's starring in a film called The Long Dumb Road, and he's getting paired with Tony Revolori, who was in The Grand Budapest Hotel, Dope, and he was in Spider-Man Homecoming as Flash Thompson. This also stars Tysa Farminga, who I misspoke last time I talked about her. I said daughter of Vera Farminga, but no, it's actually the sister of Vera Farminga. Or Farmiga. I keep on saying Farmiga, but it's Farmiga. If you want to be proper about it, it's Farmiga. Anyway, she's in it with Ron Livingston and Casey Wilson. This has a lot of promise, a lot of promise, but the first trailer didn't do much for me and instead made this possibly funny comedy look like it missed the mark. So we'll see if it looks any better as more trailers come out. This has a November 16th release date. We have a first look at the new Will Ferrell and John C. Riley comedy called Holmes and Watson, which is a semi-spoof on the Robert Downey Jr. Holmes movies. And I say semi-spoof because it is a full-on comedy, but there are certain parts of the trailer that they pulled directly from the Robert Downey Jr. movies to make fun of. But the rest of it just seems like a basic Sherlock Holmes spoof and not the RDJ movies in particular. The trailer claims that this is set to come out on December 21st, just in time for Christmas, but IMDb says it has a November 9th release date, so we'll see which one of these is correct when November rolls around. But you know what? This film looks funny, and it's a perfect film if you're a fan of Will Ferrell's particular type of comedy. And if you're a fan of movies like Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, you know exactly what to expect. And that's what's good about Will Ferrell, about these type of Will Ferrell comedies. You know if it's your type of movie or not. You know if you like him. But if you haven't seen it, check out the trailer. I think it looks funny. We also have a first look at Dark Phoenix, the next film in the newer X-Men series, and I'm almost excited. Almost. This film looks good, but I still have my reservations. Jennifer Lawrence is mediocre at best, and she's always the focus of these movies, even though Mystique was never that big of a character. And she was an X-Men for like, a small story arc and that's it normally she's a bad guy and she's not even supposed to be related to professor x at all she's rogue's adoptive mother she's the mother of nightcrawler she actually had quite a few kids with different um superheroes and supervillains, but being related to professor x isn't one of those things and while i could i could 100 forgive that in a movie but yeah, let them make their own story. I just don't like the fact that they, it seemed that they did all this just to get a mediocre actress in the main part. And also, Sophie Turner isn't good yet. She's good in Game of Thrones, but that seems to be the only character she can play. She was bland and uninteresting playing Jean Grey in the other X-Men, the other times in the X-Men movies. And why are we doing Phoenix again? Why? We saw them do Phoenix poorly during X-Men 3, but there's so many other great storylines they can do. They could have done a trilogy of a House of M. That would have been great. They could have done so much, but they're turning to this tired story. And not just that, but two of the biggest characters in these movies are not good. 
or the actresses playing them. There's so many better actresses out there who would have been better in these roles. The only upside to these movies, the only upside, is that we have McAvoy and Fassbender returning to play Xavier and Magneto respectively. Jessica Chastain is in this movie and she's fantastic. And Evan Peters is coming back. Peters, who was the best part of the last two X-Men movies playing Quicksilver. Because let's face it, X-Men Apocalypse sucked. And Quicksilver was the best part. So we'll see how this one turns out. I'm just not holding my breath. The, the trailer made it look like it was going to be okay. But I, I have learned my lesson when it comes to trusting X-Men movies. Because the first two X-Men movies were good. X-Men Last Stand was terrible. Then we had X-Men, X-Men First Class, which was good. And then we had Days of Future Past, which was good. But it just it has just gone downhill. And enough bitching about that. Let's move on. And get ready for a montage because we have a new trailer for Creed 2 and you know what? It looks amazing. I cannot wait. Creed has been the best thing for the Rocky series since the first film. We see more of Adonis Creed's story in this trailer and him being torn between fighting the son of the man who killed his father and being a father himself. This seems like a simple and easy story but has the big bonus of having Michael B. Jordan, an amazing actor, in the lead role. Sylvester Stallone and Tessa Thompson are returning and Dolph Lundgren reprises his role as Ivan Drago. This movie has all signs pointing to it being great. And did you see that teaser trailer for the Joker? The one with Joaquin Phoenix? So, thoughts? Honestly, I want to know what you think. This doesn't look like it's going to be the Joker any of us are used to, but we have a fantastic actor taking over the role of Joker, but then again, we have yet another Joker, and we have Jared Leto set to play the Joker three more times. So what's up? Both of these are DC movies. Both Jokers are in the DC universe. How are we explaining this? Are they in different are they in different um universes in the DC multiverse? What's going on? And you know what folks, we have Robin Hood. We're getting another Robin Hood, and I've talked about this movie once before, but now we have a better trailer, and this film is looking more like a mix of Kevin Costner's Robin Hood and Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. So you just replace Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe with Taron Egerton, and you mix Little John and Morgan Freeman's Azim to make Jamie Foxx's version of Little John. And you know what? This doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad at all. It's just unnecessary. Oh, also replace Alan Rickman and Matthew McFadden's Sheriff of Nottingham with Ben Mendelsohn. You know, the bad guy from Rogue One. But seriously, watch the trailer. It doesn't look bad. It just, why? Did we really need another Robin Hood movie? So now it's this movie's job. The people behind selling this film, the people behind the trailers, it's now their job to tell me why I should spend my money on yet another telling of Robin Hood. And it seems like each time they tell the Robin Hood story, it gets farther and farther away from the first, from the original story. Now, in, in these later movies, the Russell Crowe one and this one, the Disney cartoon Robin Hood is more accurate to the original source material. So between now and their November 21st release date, they have to prove to all of us why we should see this movie. And just being a okay looking movie isn't enough. And finally in the trove, we have the supposedly racist Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer. And you know what, future fans, it's time for my thoughts on this. And you know, if anyone is going to be super sensitive to shit involving Asians, it's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you that people who were offended by this trailer 
are f***ing idiots. Go cry me a river. A woman of color is owned by a white man, someone tweeted. That's what you're super sensitive about? That's what you pansies are up in arms about? Oh no, a bad guy's being bad and keeping someone prisoner. Oh, better watch out. Better call the ACLU. No, the type of people to be offended by this are the type of people who go out into the world and look at news and look at things that happen waiting to be offended. They look for something to be offended by just so they can take to social media and bitch about it and look like these saints of social media. There is nothing racist about this trailer. And if you think there is, you need to take a long look at your life and think why are you so offended by something that doesn't matter? But let's talk about the trailer. It looks good. It looks really good. I am stoked for this movie. I cannot wait. It looks amazing. It looks like more of what I love. And that is the world of Harry Potter. A movie full of top tier actors doing the best job they can. I cannot wait. And has Johnny Depp in it. But I think everyone else is good enough that he won't drag it down at all. You know what? I, I better watch what I say about Johnny Depp because he may just come over to my house and beat the crap out of me like he seems to do to people. Of course, if you tried any shit with Amber Heard now, Jason Momoa would probably kick his ass. So that'd be pretty cool. Well, my future fans, that is it for the trailer trove. Let us step into our first break. And you know what? I'm going to do two ads during this break. Normally, we have three. You all know this. But we don't have many movies. So I'm going to do two right now and then one before the question of the week. So please stay tuned for a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. All right, we are back with the movies. And you know what? I'm just going to talk about all of them. The, uh, the way my notes are set up, the only movie in the limited release section is this first movie I'm going to talk about. But I wouldn't have said much about it anyway just because it's a documentary. And not a documentary about a topic I'm particularly interested in so then i wouldn't talk about it much anyway so so let's just jump into it the first movie this week is called over the limit this is a documentary about margarita mamun the world's best rhythmic gymnast who must overcome her mental hurdles before she can take part in the olympics and you know what this this documentary just looks brutal it really does because you see what a crazy and hard and grueling life some of these gymnasts go through just to try and get in the olympics 
And from the looks of the trailers, some of these people, some of her tra trainers or colleagues and people like that are just brutal to her. And then that raises all these other questions like, was she really into this? Was this her idea? Or was she one of those girls who were forced into it by her parents and like her mother never got the chance or never had the skill. So she's pushing her dreams on her daughter. Or is this really her choice? And she goes through this of her own free will. And that's not even the main part of the story. The main part of the story is her and what she's going through in her own head and how she can get past that so she can get to the Olympics. The shit I'm speculating on may not even make it into the documentary. Those are just things I always wonder when I see documentaries about people like this. Like those disgusting child beauty pageants. Like how many of those kids really want to be there and how many of them are just there because their parents wanted them to do it? And now they just claim to love it because they think it's what their parents want them to say. Anyway, I have no interest in gymnastics, so this is I'm not going to recommend this film. Unless you're really into it, this is a 100% skippable movie. But if you do care about Olympic-level gymnastics, then check this out. It should be for you. Over the Limit gets a 4.5 out of 11. And next up this week is a movie that I'm surprisingly into, that I do want to see eventually. It just may be a little harder to find. The next film this week is called Heavy Trip. Turno is trying to overcome his fears by leading the most unknown heavy metal band in Finland, Impaled Rectum, to the hottest metal festival of Norway. This is a comedy from Norway about a, a metal band that wants to make it in this big festival. And so it's one part musical comedy in the in the sense of this is Spinal Tap, but it's also a road trip movie, kind of like Euro Trip. So combine those and add heavy metal themes, and here you go. This looks good. The only person of any note, to us at least, in, in America. And please keep in mind whenever I say any, anything about someone not being famous or a movie not having anyone of note, I'm talking about in America. And that is in part A, because I am American, B, most of my listeners are in America, and C, because I don't know who's really famous in another country. So if you are a listener from another country, thank you for listening. But tell me, if I, if I ever say, oh, no one of note is in this, and you go, oh, but this is you know the biggest actor in my country, let me know. But anyway, Torstein Bjorklund is the only person of note because he played Beowulf in Once Upon a Time. But you know what? J just give this trailer a watch. It looks funny. And th this band in the trailer describes himself as symphonic post-apocalyptic reindeer grinding Christ abusing extreme war pagan Fennoscanadian metal. And to be honest, now I'm kind of lost. I don't know what else to say about this movie. It looks funny. It looks familiar. And it just so happens to be a foreign film. So you can just puff out your chest going, yes, I watch foreign movies. I've seen Heavy Trip. Have you seen it? <laughs> I really don't know why I make that joke so much because I hate people who do that. But there you go. I, I made the joke and we're going to keep it in the show. Heavy Trip definitely looks like something to keep your eyes open for, especially if you like heavy metal and comedies. So then this could be just for you. It doesn't look good enough to put effort into scene, but just keep your eyes open for it. And if you see it, give it a watch. Heavy Trip gets a 6.5 out of 11. Three more movies left, folks. Yeah, that's it. Those were the only movies that were coming out this week, at least the ones that I noticed. So the next film on the list is called The Happy Prince. The untold story of the last days 
of the tragic times of Oscar Wilde, a person who observes his own failure with ironic distance and regards the difficulties that beset his life with disenchantment and humor. This was written by, directed by, and stars Rupert Everett from Stardust, also stars Colin Firth from The King's Speech, Emily Watson from Red Dragon, Colin Morgan from Merlin, and Tom Wilkinson from The Full Monty. And this movie looks super depressing. It looks like the type of movie you could watch if you were just in a sour mood and wanted to stay sour. You just wanted to stay depressed. And you you are starting to feel happy again. Something is making you smile. You're like, what is this? What are these muscles that are flexing on my face? We shouldn't have that. They must be, my lips must be turned downwards at all times. So then you put in this movie and you're like, that's right. Nothing in life is good. And this is yet another movie that reminds us that back in the 1800s, life was shit and the world was shit and people were terrible. Because this movie is going to focus on Oscar Wilde's time in prison and he went there for sodomy and gross indecency because yes, he was gay. While he did have a wife, he also had a guy he loved very much. I would say more. He loved more than his wife. And that was a big old no-no. Because remember, back in this quote-unquote civilized country back then, they were a lot like countries like Saudi Arabia are now. So Oscar Wilde and Alfred Taylor were found guilty of these things and sentenced to two years of hard labor, or somewhere around two years for this, and were basically publicly shamed. So this movie shows us the other side of Victorian England. Because we see movies that take place there that, you know, you see on PBS and things like that where people dress in fancy clothes and drink tea and everything's wonderful. Oh, and let's reminisce about the old days and how things were back then. There was no internet. Everything was better, except no. So can you get where I'm going when, when I say this movie looks thoroughly depressing? The good news is this film looks like it has some great acting in it. So if you just want to see great acting and you are okay with watching a thoroughly depressing movie, then this is for you. This looks well acted, but it looks darker than a power outage during a new moon. The Happy Prince gets a 7 out of 11. All right, folks, two movies left, and you, you pretty much know what they are, right? Because of my not-too-subtle opening? Well, let's just move on with it then. The next movie on the list, and the one that almost made it as pick of the week, actually, is called Venom. And I know, right? I know you're surprised. I am too. I thought Venom was going to be my pick. I really thought so. And come on, with a show like mine and someone like me, it's a really safe bet that the comic book movie is going to be the pick of the week. But lo and behold, it's not. Anyway, Venom. When Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote, he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. Which is kind of an incorrect synopsis. I pulled that straight from IMDb and that, that seems very inaccurate because it's not like Venom's his alter ego because Venom is him being influenced by the symbiote so it's not really another ego it's not like Peter Parker's alter ego is Spider-Man or Batman's alter ego is Bruce Wayne anyway let's let's ignore this this stars Tom Hardy from Mad Max Fury Road Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea Woody Harrelson from True Detective Jenny Slate from Gifted, Reese Ahmed from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Michelle Lee from Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And I know I, I am really surprised that this wasn't my pick of the week, and it really was up until a 
couple moments ago where I realized that Venom just hasn't done enough to earn the top spot. I am still so hesitant about this movie. Uh, the trailers have been okay, and some of the trailers have been really good, but I'm still not sure about this just because of the huge change to Venom's story. Huge change. So we're, we're going to get an Eddie Brock Venom story without Peter Parker and Spider-Man, even though it's only because of Peter Parker and Spider-Man that Venom is who he is. Like Peter Parker getting the symbiote first and then getting rid of it and it finding Eddie Brock is a big part of how Venom became Venom. But I've said before that I'd be more than willing to accept a change in story, a change in canon, if it's done well. And normally Tom Hardy is a good sign that something's going to be done well because Tom Hardy is a really good actor. But the trailers still never really grabbed me and brought me in. I think there was one trailer that got me really excited, but the other ones left me kind of Eh. And this really doesn't feel like a standalone movie. It doesn't feel like it's like it's really a thing. This feels like it should be an extra on on the next Spider-Man movie. Like here's a short movie featuring Venom so we can get ready for him being in a Spider-Man movie. That's what it feels like it should be like. Even though in the trailer we see Eddie Brock and Venom interacting. We see Eddie Brock on his own and Venom on like, you know, in the full suit doing Venom shit. I still don't get the feeling that this is a Venom story. This feels, you know what? I'm. It just feels lethargic. It feels like a movie that doesn't quite get off the ground. So even though there are really good actors in this, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson, that, that's all the movie needed, let alone throwing in Jenny Slate and Riz Ahmed. Something like that normally gets me really pumped for a movie, but I just can't. I will see Venom. I want to see Venom. And you know what? I may be proven 100% wrong. And I may think to myself after seeing the movie that I wish I could go back in time and make Venom my pick. I wish I could hype it more. But right now, I can't. This movie was pushed a lot. I've seen trailers all over the place. I just don't think it was sold well. I don't think the trailers were good enough. They should have hired Trailer Guy for this. They should have gotten Trailer Guy to make me pumped for this movie, but instead they hired Trailer Intern, who did a respectable job, but just didn't... It didn't make me pitch a tent, and that is what comic book movies should do. They should make me go, fuck yeah, I want to see this. I want to see this right now. I need this in my life. But I don't get that from this. I don't, and I would much rather see. If I had to pick one movie this week to see, and only one, I would pick the pick of the week. Weird, right? That I would do that? I'd pick the pick of the week? Anyway, like, let's, let's just wrap this up. I'm gonna say it. Venom doesn't look bad. It does not look bad. It just, it doesn't look good. Or, okay, let me rephrase that. Let me try and get my feelings in words, which usually I don't have a hard time with, but right now I seem to. It looks, here we go. It looks good, but too risky. So don't see this in theaters, at least right away. Wait for people whose review you care about to release something. Wait for your friends to say something. Wait for some movie reviewer, maybe me, that you trust to say something. Or maybe for some stupid reason, you you trust Rotten Tomatoes. Wait for them to say something. No matter who you listen to, just wait and see. But at least we do know one thing. This will be a better version of Venom than we saw in Spider-Man 3. That's all I know. But of course, that's not hard to top. Venom gets a 7 out of 11. And ladies and gentlemen, now for the pick of the week, which shocked even me when I changed my mind. The pick of the week is called The Star is Born. A musician helps a young singer and actress find fame, 
even as age and alcoholism send his own career in a downward spiral. This stars Lady Gaga from Machete Kills, Bradley Cooper from American Hustle, who was also director and co-writer of this movie, Sam Elliott from The Ranch, Dave Chappelle from Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Anthony Ramos from Hamilton. All right, whoever made the A Star is Born trailer knows what they're doing. I am excited for this. It looks really, really good. And fun fact, this is the one, two, three, fourth, fourth wide release version of this movie. The first one was from 1937, starring Janet Taylor and Frederick March. The next one was Judy Garland and James Mason, not Manson, James Mason. The third one was Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson in 1976, and now we have this one. Normally when a movie has been remade that many times, I usually have something more to say about it. I usually say, why? Why pick this one? There's a lot of other movies out there. But in this case, I find myself saying that this isn't a bad pick. Because let's be honest, if you think of Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand and the first movie comes to mind, probably isn't A Star Is Born. This wasn't a big enough movie beforehand that this remake is going to make people go, oh, come on, really? Maybe hardcore Streisand and Garland fans might. Maybe they will. But for the rest of us, this isn't this isn't like remaking Funny Girl or Yentl, where you may just ask yourself, why? Why are you remaking this? It doesn't need it. It holds up. And I'm not saying that the other versions of A Star is Born don't hold up, but this just isn't that well-known as a movie compared to their other works. And it looks like it's done well enough to warrant it. And yes, this is Bradley Cooper's first directing gig, and it looks like he does a really good job. And what I really think helped sell this movie for me is the fact that they didn't try to modernize it. I mean, of course, it is different music. It is country music, which wasn't a big thing, or at least in its current form, wasn't the same back in the you know, 1930s, 1960s. But it's not like, oh, some, some rapper or some DJ found some nobody and helped them make them a big deal. And calling that A Star Is Born, they're not trying to forcibly make it modern. Because I have a feeling if they tried to do it with some other genre, like, like electronica, like rap, it would just come across as contrived. But the way it is, it looks like that this is a well-acted, well-directed movie that looks like it will be just enjoyable. That it's going to be a good story that's going to be a memorable movie and is a much safer bet than Venom. But remember, folks, the pick of the week is just my suggestion because it's my show. So ask yourself, would you rather see a comic book movie, which could very well be really good, just in my eyes, it hasn't done enough to sell itself, or do you wanna see a movie that's nothing like it, that has a better chance of being really good, that's going to have not only the story of this young woman overcoming her fears and her insecurities to become, to become a singer, to become something big, but also this guy struggling with his career going down the drain because of his alcoholism. Honestly, whichever one you pick, I don't think you're going to lose. I think that you are safe no matter which one of these two you pick, but I just can't recommend Venom. I cannot do it. But I promise you, if I end up seeing it and it's good, I'll write a review or at least on the show, I'll tell you what's up. So let's wrap this up. And I'm going to say that A Star Is Born gets a 9 out of 11. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break and listen to a word from our friends from the Watch Your Mouth podcast before I talk about the question of the week again and wrap this all up. Please stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. 
wall-to-wall filthy fucking language go to a grocery store i'm like i know exactly what i need i get in there i'm like yeah what the did i even come here for with our charity swear jar every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction the motherfucker's a mouth breather gaming movies life musings it's all here served on a bed of and garnished with a crown of shut the fuck up how the fuck did we get here fuck all that a jelly bean so if you want to hear us do good things with bad words check out the watch your mouth podcast on itunes soundcloud facebook or online at wympodcast.com and remember swearing is caring so watch your mouth so last week i proposed a new question and not just you brian q but a, co- a couple people have told me that it was a little confusing so i'm going to reword it or at least try my best to explain it brian q messaged me i told him what's up but i just wanted to make sure it's clear for everyone so last week we had night school and we also had old man with a gun that's why i thought of this question so my question was which older comedic actor and which newer or current comedic actor would you like to see paired in a movie so this isn't a movie that's already out i'm not challenging you to find one i want you to do your picks your ideal top two cast for a comedy and tell me who the older actor is and who the newer actor is i would prefer it if the older actor is either no longer working or no longer doing comedies i would prefer it if the current actor is still working and doing comedies. But if that last part confused it, which, you know what, it very well could have, let me just reiterate the main question without any caveats. Which older comedic actor and which current comedic actor would you like to see paired in a movie? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode. That is episode 107 of Future Flicks with Billiam. As always, thank you very much for tuning in. It, it really means a lot that people listen to the show. So you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. I would love all of the stars. And then leave a comment to tell me what you like, tell me what you think I'm doing right, tell me what you think I need to improve on. Then how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com and also Instagram BilliamSWN there as well. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out my bromance buddies here on this show, the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Also, check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of my latest blogs and all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm William from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.